Texas. I'm Dave Palmer. Sissel is running the board, and we have a returning guest. I like when we get an update from somebody, and this is somebody who has been very generous uh, to uh, Guadalupe Radio Network and has uh, really helped us in fundraising and uh, just an all-around good guy who's very involved in the local Catholic community. His name is Ricardo Flores. I hope I pronounced that right. Ricardo Flores, yes, he and his Ricardo. wife, Monica, are founders of a company called Made by Catholics. Their website is ourladyofguadalupe.us, and they really uh, sell a lot of different holy items, including tapestries. And you might remember if you went to the Summer Speaker Series event, we had a big tapestry of Our Lady uh, of uh, St. Joseph during the year of St. Joseph that we gave away. And if you ever come to our studio, we've got this huge, gosh, what is it, like eight feet tall? Eight by three. Eight by three uh, tapestry in our going over towards our Spanish station of uh, our, of St. Joseph in the year of St. Joseph. So, Ricardo, good to see you again. Thanks Thank for coming you. in. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, we're, we're playing this uh, just about a week before the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which uh, is going to be a week from Sunday as of the time that this runs. And so the timing is very good. If everybody hangs around toward to the end of the interview, we're going to give you a chance to win a beautiful tapestry of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we can explain that. But before that, uh, Ricardo, can you tell me a little bit about the origins of Made by Catholics and how you and Monica started this and, and for what purpose? We, our background is that we're a specialist, foreign trade specialist, and we're also um, what they call product development specialists. That means an area where people want products, and uh, we develop the product from zero, from, from just an idea. And we fortunately lived all over the world in different parts. We worked all over the world, and we developed product for great companies, for Harley-Davidson, for Levi's. We lived in China, we lived in Mexico, and then... About eight years ago, we came to Dallas, and we had the idea that we should make a Catholic product made by Catholics. Mm. And uh, with all the rules that that has to have, like like Levi's is a great company and Harley-Davidson, that means that the suppliers respect the human rights, the suppliers respect the ecology, the suppliers, it's a, it's a, it's a very strong movement worldwide that uh, that you care who you buy from. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is that most of the big companies in the U.S. and Europe, they don't care where they buy from, but there's some great companies like Disney also that they really care who they buy from. So we follow that policy. We decided we were going to make a nice product at a very good price, and we were going to respect the, what we should do, the worker, the conditions of the worker, the place where they work, the, the way they are treated, and then we took it a little bit more, saying we wanted it made by Catholics, mm-hmm. which you can say it isn't politically very correct, but when we tell people that we're made by Catholics, people love it. Yeah. And how does that work out? Um, who makes them specifically, and how are they, you say United States and Mexico, I think you told me, is the, the main yeah, two countries. We, what, we, what we make is we do it like the product development that we do is we do from zero. That means we have an idea, we sketch it out, then we do the materials, like the textile, then we do the design, then we do the print, then we do the sew, then we bring it to the States, then we finish it. Okay, so everybody in that process are Catholics. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody yeah. from the making the materials, from making the product, from finishing the product, from delivering it here, from the stores that sell it, uh, the parishes that sell it, the uh, ministry that sell it, we're all Catholics. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit unusual. It is. But, uh, and it was, it's very tough, of course, but we're very proud of that. Yeah, very nice. Our Lady Guadalupe.us is a website made by Catholics. How do you, I'm just curious because, you know, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm holding one of the images of Our Lady Guadalupe. Do you have to get, you know, like rights to do this or do you have to deal with the shrine okay, or that, the copyright very, kind of issues? That, that's very important also. When we were living in China, working in China those years, Actually, there was a Chinese, and you can Google it. You know, people, they Google everything. Yeah. There was actually a Chinese person that registered the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which cannot be registered. Any image that's more than 100 years old cannot be registered. Oh, okay. Or it could be registered, but it's, it's already called free, but of course, Our Lady of Guadalupe. So this Chinese guy registered the image, and it was a big thing. I'm talking about 14 years ago, Right. What I liked a lot is that the Chinese government didn't side with this guy. So the guy tried to fight it, and he registered it, and the Chinese government... So what, told, what right did he have to register well, it? Just none. Some none, Chinese guy that thinks none. he has right to the land. Anyway, image. but if you forget yeah. about all the things, that he isn't even Catholic, and he isn't even Mexican, right. he isn't even the North American, all that, even that, the government said, forget it. The mm-hmm. government, his own government, because it was completely illogical. So... Yeah. Really, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe as much as a lot of very famous paintings that we do a lot of replicas of paintings, they have no copyright, they're free to be reproduced. Okay. But what we did is, and in the case of Our Lady of Guadalupe, if you look for the image, you're going to see hundreds of virgins. Yeah. You're going to see virgins with angels. You're going to see virgins where where her mantle is blue. You're going to see virgins where the shine on the top is complete. You're going to see. So we, what we decided, Monica and I, eight years ago, is that we're going to do the closest possible to the one she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? No Photoshop, no fixing the shine on the top, no coloring the mantle blue, no putting angels or crowns. All those are very respectable. We don't mind. And we have nobody to say that we mind, Right. But we, what we do is we make something. So then we started in the, in the because you know the theme of Our Lady Guadalupe is left in Jude. It's left in Jude by a Mexican indigenous person, Mexican uh, native. He carried this piece of Jude around his neck because that's what he carried wood in. Yeah. And other and food and fruit, okay? So actually the tilma was, Our Lady left her image in that very humble textile. Okay. It's the only image that Mother Mary has left. All the other apparitions are very respectable. Fatima, Lourdes, Kiev, uh, all those. But in all those, we, we see an image through the eyes of the people that saw her described. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this case, she left the message. And she left it in the, in the Jude. Okay. So the first um, thing was making it in Jude. Right? Because we have a lot of beautiful people that come up to us and say, why do you make the demon this terrible text? Okay. Which is, okay, we don't mind. That's part of our job. So we say, no, 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 it's not a terrible textile. It's a very humble textile. Our lady could have left her image in marble or in gold or in silver or in satin. But she decided to leave it in June. 
Okay, so then we developed the textile of jute. Of course, we weren't able to make it a natural jute because only Our Lady could do that. Nobody can do that. So we developed a synthetic jute, and then we developed the technology. We acquired a technology that's very sophisticated. It's called sublimation high-definition print. And then we took hundreds of photographs of the Tilma in Mexico City, and then we assembled our original, and that's how we make our Tilma. Mm. That's, yeah. how, that's what we did. <clears throat> and you have a lot of different products for the Our Lady Guadalupe. Different size of tapestries. What do you have? We, we just do three sizes. Okay. Also out of respect. We, one make, we make an original size, which is 165 cm, 69.5 inches tall. Mm. Which that size is because that's the size. Yeah. Then after time, we developed a, a one that's 50% of the size because people wanted the original Tima, but they don't have space in their house to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then we made this miniature that's 50% of the size, and then we made a miniature, and that we like a lot because people put it in their Bible. People hang it on the mirror of their car. Yeah, yeah. See, so it's something really nice. I and that's mean, one that I have here, right? Yeah, those are the ones, the miniatures are the ones uh, you have in your hand. And this here. is what, about uh, eight inches by five? Nine or? inches times five. Nine five by which five, Which is okay. also made precisely in a, in, a, in a structured way. We don't, as I said, we don't mutilate the image. We don't make it longer, nor shorter, nor fatter. We, don't, mm -hmm. we just do a replica, the closest. We don't modify the image, nothing. Yeah. That's what we do. What about uh, other saints? I know St. Joseph. Who, uh, what else do you have? Well, started this year because of the pandemic situation last year. Uh, we started to, we broke a rule and we decided to start doing something that wasn't Our Lady of Guadalupe and wasn't in June. So our decision was to make it in velvet. And that's what we do. We make a super high quality, super high resolution print in velvet. You can see them in a lot of churches in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Now, there's about 12 parishes that have them in their church. Mm -hmm. But we also do a, also a small miniature size. It's very accessible to the people. We make what we call a personal tapestry, which is 10, 30 inches tall, and we make a huge banner for the church. And now we make about 35 different prints. And our policy in that is that the same policy. We go to the original painting. Yeah. So we have a lot of paintings from the... 1500 year, 1400 year, from the year eight, uh, 1800, we we don't mutilate, we don't modify, we don't change. We get the original painting and we print the banner, and that makes what we think is fair that art should be accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I don't know, you know that for 19 centuries, of course, much more since Jesus Christ was born and dead, people, most people, couldn't read and write. You, maybe just about 100 years ago, a lot of people can read and write, but before this was a very unfair world, it still is, but anyway, and a lot of people couldn't read and write. So how would the church communicate with people? They would communicate if they went to Mass and they'd hear a person speak, the priest, or a nun, or a brother, and then uh, that was it, because they couldn't read. So what did the church do? They communicated through art. So there's even an encyclica and there's letters of St. John Paul II that write that the strongest evangelization of the Catholic Church has been art. Yeah. Paintings, sculptures, uh, uh, windows, right? And it's really nice because people stop by and see things like uh, an image of, of Mother Mary, an image of uh, our Lord Jesus, an image of St. Joseph. 
And they don't have to speak Spanish or English or German or French. They can be deaf. They can be very, very senior. They can be super young. They can be highly educated. They can be very non-educated. But anyway, when they get to see a painting or a sculpture, they receive a message. Yeah. And they can pray. So that's our thing. See, we said, now, now we're going to go continue making the image of Our Lady Guadalupe in We started a year and a half ago to make all these prints of very important paintings. And there's a lot in, in line of that, but they're very expensive. Yeah. Or if they're not expensive, they're really low quality and they're not made. So we make a real nice uh, copy at a very good price so people can have Catholic art in their homes. That was the new mantra, or the new, the, our new thing. Yes. Ricardo Flores is my guest, founder, along with his wife, Monica, of Made by Catholics. Their website, OurLadyOfGuadalupe.us. And, and uh, MadeByCatholics.com also. No? Okay, MadeByCatholics.com. Made okay. They're all connected. Our Lady Guadalupe U.S. connected with Made by Catholics. We also do a very nice project of sculpture that's called Dream the Bus. But if you go into one, you can see all of them. Okay. All, all right. They're all there. And, you know, we're doing this uh, just a little bit more than a week before the Feast of Our Lady mm-hmm. Guadalupe. And we'll have a chance for folks to win five of these uh, tapestries here at the end of the program. But, you know, I never thought about giving somebody a gift on the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe of a, of a tapestry like this. This would be a very mm-hmm. nice thing. So if somebody ordered, let's say today or tomorrow, would they get it within a week? Would it, would it be there? What, what's the, what's the, the lag time? Well, here? normally everybody, you know, everybody wants to order a week before the day of the feast and everything. There's one thing that I'd like to say, I'm going to say real fast. Uh, people think that uh, Our Lady Guadalupe is seasonal. But it, she isn't. Like, it's like, uh, so if people order it, they'll get it before the day of Our Lady Guadalupe. They'll surely get it before the end of the year, before mm-hmm. Christmas. We guarantee that. Yeah. But uh, we don't, we try our best. Yeah. We're not a network. We don't sell on Amazon. We don't believe in Amazon. We are just producers. We do our best. So if somebody orders now, Maybe they can have it by the day of the feast, but maybe not. We don't know because a lot of people order at the last minute, but yeah. definitely they'll have it before Christmas, yes. Yeah, yeah. And these are these are great Christmas gifts. And uh, I know it's important to you that uh, you're a you're a Dallas-based company, right? Yes. Um, you said you've been company. all over the world, and then you ended up in, in Dallas. Why, why, yeah, why yeah. here? What, what's the connection to Dallas? Well, there wasn't really a lot of connection. What we did is we analyzed the situation. Of the, we wanted to come to, back to the States. We have three sons. And uh, we didn't want to live in Mexico anymore because it was kind of tough. I mean, it's a little bit dangerous, right? And uh, we analyzed very carefully, and the best city for our conclusion was Dallas. Yeah. Why? Because of a lot of different reasons. Because it's a very conservative community. Why? Because it's a very Christian and Catholic community. Why? Because the climate is excellent, much better than most of the states in winter and summer. Why? Because it has a water reserve for the next 50 years. So we did a big, uh, nerdy analysis, and we came to live to Dallas, and we love it. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful city. People are really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other the other neat thing about this image is that it transcends language. I know totally. you're bilingual. You, you know, we've got English and language stations here. You look at an image... You know, doesn't matter what you speak or, or not speak at all. Like to your point earlier about the people that doesn't weren't able to read anything. or write. It yes. doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're old or young. It doesn't matter if you're German or Spanish or any Catholic image in Our Lady of Guadalupe, of course, 
because it was left by her, right? Yeah. Not painted by humans. Gives a beautiful message. Yeah. And you just sit there and look at her. And it makes you feel good and you can pray. It's nice. Yeah. It's a very simple, if you may say so, a very simple way. About uh, a week ago, we were visited in studio uh, by Monsignor Eduardo Chavez. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with him. I know him. I know yeah. him. Yeah. Did you see him when he came through town? No, I didn't know he came through Yeah, town. he came I mean, through. He visited. I, he sat right where you're sitting. He, I did an interview with he's him. He's an extremely important person. We're just guys, right? Yeah, and yeah. that I was very fortunate to see Padre Chavez the last time we made a program with EWTN. With Mr. Michael O'Neill, the Miracle Hunter. Yeah, yeah. And I did all the interviews there. I did all the translations. So I, that's when I met Padre Eduardo Chavez. You could, I don't know. You can see that special on EWTN. It's about Our Lady was the first interview that the rector of La Basilica gave to a foreign, a foreign media. The new rector of La Basilica and uh, a beautiful person, extremely in, powerful personality, the rector of La Basilica, Padre Salvador, and I met Padre Eduardo Chavez, and we interviewed Padre Eduardo Yeah, Chavez. yeah. We have, uh, as you probably noticed, a, an image of Our Lady Guadalupe right outside the studio, mm -hmm. and he walked by, and mm -hmm. I said, oh, Father, let me get a picture, I mean, Monsignor, let me get a picture with you, and mm -hmm. he stood there for 30 or 45 minutes explaining the tilma, and a lot of things about the the, the tilma. So, look, you if mean I, the tilma we made? No, we, no, we no, just the, about the tilma in general, but about the original tilma we, and no, the significance. We, made, we gave one to the station. I yeah. Know, maybe it was, oh, yeah, but he, yeah. he's seen our work, and uh, I'm very lucky because he's never said anything. Oh, that's well, good. I mean, when people, very important people see our work, like he's seen it, like Padre uh, Armando Ruiz that's the, was in charge of all the Catholic art in Mexico for 10 years, and a lot of people, Fernando Jesus, the ones that are in the poem, they've never told me anything. Yeah. They never said, well, you, you should be, but it's nothing. They think it's a very respectable uh, print. Let me ask you, if somebody, if somebody came up to you and they're seeing this image of Our Lady mm -hmm. Guadalupe for the mm -hmm. first time, mm -hmm. and they say, what, what is this? What is the significance of this? What, what would you first tell them? What, what is uh, so important? I, I, I've seen it so many times and I've talked to so many people that it's almost like I'm jaded. I, I, I get so used to it, but it's an amazing miracle how would you describe this, the significance of this image uh, to somebody who's seeing it for the first time? Well, it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated. We're not scholars, but what I would tell them is, um, number one, for the Catholic faith, it's the only image our Mother Mary has left. Number two, it stopped the, it created a miracle in Mexico because in Mexico is the only country in Latin America where the natives and the Europeans mixed, and they created a new race. Yeah. And that was thanks to Our Lady Guadalupe. And then the thing, the most important, I would say, is she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what I would notice. She, has, she knows she has the black ribbon, that's the symbol, that she's pregnant. And then... After that, I think everything is like a very personal interpretation. I don't, yeah. Of course, I'll tell them that she left it in Jude because Jude is a message of humbleness. Yeah. And uh, all the rest, uh, I think, is uh, personal interpretation. The stars, the eyes, the colors, uh, the, the scars, all that is just, uh, it's, imp it's interesting, but I think it's not relevant. Right. I think it's, the most important thing is that she left that image and it's here. It's been here for almost five centuries now. It means a lot. 
20 something million people goes here every year. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, those are the things that I think that are right. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. We have five of these to give away. Thank you, uh, for providing and them for us. And if more people call. Yeah. And, and participate, we can give away 20. Oh, okay. That, the main thing is, as I tell you, we, we want people to have an image in their home. Yeah. I'm going to ask people to email because this is running on the weekend and I'm not at the studio. And so did you want to do your trivia question? You, you mentioned a trivia question beforehand. Well, do you want to just give no, as no, many? No, no, a- We're going to give as many away as fine, okay. but I'm just going to ask a question, right? So okay. The Google, the Google crowd can do it, okay? Yeah. So in Mexico, as maybe people know, maybe they don't know, but in Mexico, there's a lot of different kinds of races or families or whatever you want to call it. I'm not a specialist of native Mexicans. Okay. Right? So there's uh, about 20 different ra- uh, etnias, right? Like the, So uh, San Juan Diego uh, is of a specific etnia. Ethnicity, or is that ethnicity, what you're saying? Ethnicity, yeah. in Latin they call it etnia, that means uh, like in the States it would be like Cher- Cherokees or Blackfoot or Cheyenne or like yeah. all the different uh, yeah, nations. Yeah, types of India, Native Americans. In yeah. Mexico there's uh, a lot of nations. I want to give an example, and Juan Diego is in of this nation, like the Mayas. Okay. okay. I'm saying the Mayas because forget the Mayas, he is in the Maya. And okay? he's not, can I say what else he isn't? What yeah. else he is? People think he's an Aztec, right? Yeah, you, you should. People think he's an Aztec, but the, uh, the real name for the Aztec is Nahuatl. Okay. And, and he isn't an Aztec. Nah, not an Aztec. He isn't Nahuatl. He isn't Maya. Okay. okay. And now, he's not a Mexican. Well, they consider him a Mexican, but he isn't, he's not a Mexican. He's a Mexican because he was born in Mexico. But there's the no country, such thing as yeah. There's no such thing as Mexico in the 16th century. Yeah, though, there was right? no Mexico there. And anyway, if he was he was uh, he was born in what is now Mexican territory, you can't say he's Mexican. Okay. Yeah, you can say he's Mexican. But I'm not yeah. talking about that. Not not yeah. We're not <laughs> going to say he's Mexican. They're going to kill me if I say yeah. he's, uh, Of course, he it's, was born in. I'm, Mexico I'm trying to eliminate. So if anybody, okay, from what you're saying, anybody who emails me right now is going to get one of these mailed to him, right? That's it. Okay, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, unlimited. So I may email you and say, hey, That's Ricardo, okay. I need another 50 of these. That's okay. All right, so, okay. okay. And then if they get the answer right, because we still haven't given the right answer, we gave three wrong answers. Yeah, yeah, no It's more not Mayan, help. it's no not more. Aztec, it's not Mexican. And, there, right. and he wasn't a Texan either, was he? No. No, okay. He wasn't a Texan. He was not. He wasn't a North. <laughs> Bad luck. It would have been good. If wasn't an American. It would have been beautiful. Yeah. But it, nope. Yeah, he wasn't a Texan. Yeah. He probably would have liked to have been a Texan. He probably would have liked to be but, a Texan. Yes, of course. Yeah, but Texas didn't didn't exist yet, so and, and that was know impossible. And, no, and you know, uh, Our Lady Guadalupe has a profound uh, meaning for Texas. Yeah. And a lot of people, even not Catholic, even Christian, know what Guadalupe means. They, it's, a, it's part of Texas history. All right. Thank you for coming in. Again, my email address, if you'd like one of these 9 by 5 images, uh, tapestry of Our Lady Guadalupe, courtesy of Ricardo and Monica Flores with Made by Catholics, uh, madebycatholics.com or ourladyofguadalupe.us um, is where you can go and uh, to check out more about their, their inventory and what they have. Mm-hmm. Just email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. You don't have to get the answer right, but uh, what was the ethnic, ethnicity Try. of uh, Juan Diego? It's going to be fun. It's yeah, great. and I'll, and I'll let you know how many people get it right. Yeah, let's I wouldn't have gotten it right. Let's try yeah. to communicate. Uh, I know uh, 
It's nice that you listen to radio. Si usted escucha la radio, well, you should try to write to the radio. Let, let us know what you think. Escriba la radio y díganos qué piensa. All right. Uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Don't forget those websites, madebycatholics.com and ourladyofguadalupe.us. Ricardo, thank you very much. Gracias. Appreciate it. Uh, good Gracias. to see you. Thank you, Cecil, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Email me, and we will get one of these uh, to you, uh, possibly by, well, no, it's not, but I don't think it'll be there by December 12th, but it'll be there by Christmas. Make, yeah, make we'll for a nice gift Christmas, for your yeah. kids or a neighbor or something. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. This has been the interview of the week here on uh, KTH 910 AM. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. The Guadalupe Radio Network is happy to welcome Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor on KTH 910 AM. Dr. Wynn, a member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Arlington, and his staff offer a variety of services such as general and cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. They can be reached at 817-274-1825. That's 817-274-1825. It's Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, Executive Director here at the station. Cecil is our North Texas assistant, and she is running the board for this program, so thanks to her. And, you know, the Interview of the Week, we do a lot of different things. We talk about events that are coming up. We talk about uh, parishes and diocesan groups and synods and all kinds of fun stuff. Every now and then, we like to, well, A, hear testimonies, and also, we'd like to introduce you to sponsors. And in this interview, I am going to introduce you to uh, one of our new sponsors. She's been a sponsor before, and now she has returned. Her name is Esther Fernandez, and uh, she is a realtor. And so, she's in the real estate industry, and you likely have heard her spots in her voice that are running on this station on a regular basis. And we're always very grateful for the sponsors. And uh, in addition to being a sponsor, Esther is also a very, very dedicated volunteer uh, for Guadalupe Radio Network, especially on the Spanish side. And so uh, I'm grateful for that. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville. And so we'll talk a little, a little bit about that as well. So we're going to get to know Esther Fernandez uh, during these next 20 minutes. So uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Dave. Good to be here. All right. So where do we start? Are you a Creole Catholic? Yeah. Yes, I am. Grew up yes, in Texas? Or uh, uh, what, what about you? Where, where were you, did you grow up? Well, I grew up here in Dallas. Uh, I, I've been Catholic all my life. My, yeah. So I come from a Catholic background. Yeah. Catholic schools or public? Or how, what was your education? No, I went to Catholic. Uh, I'm sorry. I went to Dallas ISD school. Okay. So. Yeah. But my daughter went to Catholic school from pre-K four through high school. Oh, did she really? Yes. Which one did she go to? Well, she started at St. Cecilia here in Dallas. Yeah. And she went one year to St. Mark's in Plano and graduated from Bishop Lynch. Mm. Oh, cool. And I think she's 24 now, right? She's 24 years old. <clears throat> that's, that's neat. I know that's a sacrifice uh, uh, in many ways to, 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 to send a child to, to Catholic schools. I'm a product of Catholic school education myself. And have you always been in your faith? Uh, have you know? You ever have any reversion experiences, or has it been pretty steady uh, as far as your faith walk? I've always been very faithful, uh, thanks to my grandmother. I always, when I had problems, we all go through problems in life. Yeah, I, I would always remember my grandmother saying um, that my body was God's temple. Yeah, and if I needed anything, just to turn to God. So. 
uh, I uh, I always remember her words and I never left the faith. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Sometimes I, my, my, my kids, my daughters will even make fun of me as I have these little things that I, I tell them. And even if at the time they're like, oh, dad's, you know, he's got his little sayings or this or that, it does stick with them. I mean, it you, re- you remember what your grandmother yes. uh, taught you. So you had a good, good upbringing and, you know, they, your, your parents took the faith seriously oh, as well. Oh, yes. My, my dad would always get up every Sunday and he, they would attend, the seven o'clock mass. Yeah. And uh, since we had to go to CCD, they used to call it faith formation was CCD back then. Uh, we, ours was at nine 30 and the bus would come and pick us up. Uh, so we went to different times, but they always make sure we attended mass yeah. and attended CCD class. Seven's too early for a kid. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> we that's, were still having breakfast. Getting yeah. Ready. I mean, to this day, if I go to a parish at seven o'clock and do a parish talk or something, it's mostly older people. Yes. They, 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 they tend to not need as much sleep, but the kids, they like to sleep in. Uh, well, that's great. And have you always been in real estate or what other careers have you been in? Well, I worked, I've had several jobs, but I started in real estate when my daughter uh, was going to start school. And I said, how, how am I going to get her there, go to work and get there on time, pick her up? Or So I started thinking about real estate and that's when I decided to, to start. So that was in 2000. Uh, yeah, 2000, 2001. 2000, okay. And that allowed me to work and be part of her, oh, in Catholic school, parents volunteer for everything, right? They need yeah. volunteers, so oh, yeah. I make sure it's I like was there. It's like mandatory, right? Certain uh, number yeah, of hours? Yes, yeah. yes, so many hours. So I make sure I was there. I was the homeroom mom. I was the field trip mom. So I was there involved. for, yeah, real well, involved. Well, I'm sure she appreciated that. Uh, so real estate... It seems to me I've never done it professionally, but it seems to me like it's obviously a, you know, a, a lot goes into one sale and it's a, it's a, you know, pretty decent payoff, but it's, uh, it seems like a very challenging profession, very competitive. A lot of people are in it, but, uh, have you enjoyed it, uh, being in the real estate industry? Yes, it's very challenging, I think, because, um, I believe, since, like you said, you don't get paid immediately. Yeah. So you have to be good managing your money and managing your time. So, uh, it's very competitive also. So, yes, I do enjoy, I, I enjoy that challenge and I also enjoy the time that my time can be flexible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you have to be a people person, don't you? Yes, you have to yes. like people because it's all dealing with people. Oh, you gotta be nice with people. Just smile and say, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand." What about the training process? Uh, the training process—it's very important. I went to um, a junior college here in Irving. Yeah, that's where I took my classes and. And then after that, I went to a broker that had um, mini training there too yeah. for new for newcomers. Thank God, uh, I was there for a year, and after that, I moved on to to another broker that gave me a better cut. Yeah, Esther Fernandez is a realtor. She's a sponsor here on the station. We'll give you her contact information of how you can get a hold of her. Um, yeah, if you're buying or selling or you just want some advice or, you know, she, she has a lot of different services that she can, uh, provide. Right now, 
How would you describe the market right now seems to be a seller's market. Yes. The, the, the prices in DFW have just been skyrocketing. It's amazing how much they've gone up. Um, is that good or bad from a realtor standpoint? Um, both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's bad because uh, there's not too many houses out there and you're struggling or the buyers are struggling. There's a big uh, competition. Uh, it's still good because we're still selling. Yeah. It hasn't stopped. Uh, the houses are still selling. We're still, during the pandemic, uh, we thought it was going to slow down for us, but um, our lobbyists got together with the governor and we were declared um, essential workers. Yeah, yeah. So we were not out People of work. People need houses. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty essential. Yeah. So we were not, we were not out of work. Or so yeah. it's been good. It's yeah, good. it wasn't like the bars and the restaurants. Right, they just feel like, okay, we're just going to shut them mm. down. Churches, yeah, that's yes, true. <laughs> apparently not essential. Um, and so the, 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 the North Texas is pretty hot right now, isn't it? Yes. Seems like everybody's moving here from California. From is, everywhere. Yeah, but are, 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 is there enough houses to, I guess that's one of the things that's driving up the, all the prices is that there's, there's more demand than there is inventory, right? Right. Everywhere yeah. in the North Texas area. Right, right. So how do you, other than running spots on Catholic Radio, how do you find your leads or how do people find out about you? Well, mostly through um, referrals. Yeah. Uh, that's all I do. The The radio station, I get, I would say, 90% of my clients come from the radio station. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. From the Spanish radio station. <clears throat> oh! <laughs> well, after this <laughs> interview... I'm sorry. After, I'm near to the... No, that's all right. Station. After this interview, we're going to get some some English uh, language calls, okay? So let, let's, uh, let's stop down because we're about halfway through the interview. What is your contact information so people can call you? And, uh, and hopefully if they're, you know, buying or selling, they can, they can utilize your services. How, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. My number's 214-845-1753. Okay. okay. That's 214-845-1753. All right. Everybody heard what she said. She's getting a lot. 90% of her business is from Catholic Radio. But then the next part was it's all from Spanish, which is good. I mean, we're, we're glad you're getting a lot of Spanish, uh, uh, and I mean, you have more to do with that station. I mean, right, but, I've but been also, yeah, you'd be, yeah, and, and, but it's, it's going to come. You're going to get it. In fact, you're going to get a call on the basis of this interview. I'm pretty certain. I'm going to ask you here in a week if, if that actually happened. How does, uh, how does your Catholic faith kind of influence or, or impact your, your, the way you conduct your business? Well, that's a good question. Um, when people call me, they, they uh, tell me, I heard your name on the Catholic radio station, yeah. and that's the reason I'm calling you, because I have more faith in you. I know you're going to be honest, and you're going to help me. Yeah. So uh, it makes me feel good that they have that uh, uh, trust in me, because uh, they heard me on the Catholic radio station. Mm-hmm. And in, in the real estate business, whenever a house is sold or purchased, there's a lot of different people involved. It's not just the realtor. You got to have the, the loan officer and the title person. How many different, you know, how, how many different cooks are in that kitchen, so to speak, to, in order to, there's, I guess it's probably better that way. It can't just be one person doing everything, but you got to work with a lot of different businesses, don't you? Right. You need to, well, they need to work with the inspector, with uh with the lender with the title company 
even though they never see the appraiser, they still need to, the house needs to be appraised. So, yeah. yes. A lot of people. A lot of people. Let me ask you about your, your volunteering, because mm-hmm. you've always blown me away on, you know, we, in fact, this week, as of this recording, there's a Spanish radiothon going on, and you're, you're like, you're here all the time. I mean, there have been Spanish radiothons where you, you were here for four days, 12 hours a day. I mean, on the English side, we always have volunteers, but we don't have anybody like that. In fact, I don't even know of anybody that comes in maybe, maybe two days, but very rarely. So it's rare for anybody to come in two days or two shifts, much less eight shifts the whole week. So why, why, um, I mean, that's like above and beyond. Well, what motivates you to be such an amazing volunteer? Cause that's, that's a lot of time. Well, for one thing, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, I, it, it all started when my, my daughter started Catholic school and, and I started volunteering there. And it's always, there's always volunteer for this, sell tickets, uh, whatever. There's yeah. always a, a great need of, uh, of volunteers in the Catholic schools. And after she graduated, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? So, um, I have more time now. That she's 24 and she went to college. So, uh, I think that's where it, it all started. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. I started volunteering. <clears throat> In your industry, though, if somebody calls you and says, Hey, I need to see a house this afternoon. I mean, you pretty much have to pick up and go, right? Uh, is it, it's, it's one of those, those kind of, it's almost like a OBGYN when the woman is, when it's time for the baby to come, they got to go. I mean, maybe that's a bad comparison, but. <laughs> well, nowadays we, we pre-qualified the person. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, for our sake, for our safety, we make sure they're pre-qualified. Yeah. Uh, cause yes, you may get a lot of calls, but we have to make sure that that buyer is ready and is pre-qualified. Yeah. So that when I get calls when I'm in the radiothon, I either do that or I, I tell my buyers in advance or my sellers, Hey, I'm going to be at the radiothon. Yeah. If it's an emergency, you can text me and then I'll call you back. Right. right. So that's how I handle it. Cause I know sometimes you have to show even one particular client. 10, 10 houses and they right. may still not, you right. know, buy anything. Yes. So it's, a, it's a, you gotta have a lot of patience, don't you? Oh, yes. Uh, when you're doing it. Uh, uh, Esther Fernandez is a realtor. Her phone number 214-845-1753. 214-845-1753. Uh, parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville. And you've been there for a long time? Yes. Did I miss the, miss the phone number? No, no, no. Oh, oh, I, I, the number is fine. I, I just wanted to uh, mention something about my parish. Yeah. Uh, I love my parish. I believe, well, for one thing, it's very diverse. Yeah. It is one of, and I, that's what I love about uh, the Catholic Church. But um, it's a very diverse. If you haven't been to Holy Spirit, I invite you to go visit us. Uh and also our community, Duncanville. It is beautiful. If you're not familiar with Duncanville, Duncanville, I invite you to come and visit us. Uh, the houses, David, are more reasonable in Duncanville <laughs> than in other areas. So if you're looking for a house, you, you may say else, that like you don't think I believe you. <laughs> uh, if, if you're looking for a house somewhere else, uh, you can buy a house with a pool or half an acre or something else, and you would not find it anywhere else. Trust me. Yeah, talk talk about that, because I, I think what maybe you're implying by saying that is people think, well, I got to be north of 635, or I got to be in Plano or McKinney or Allen or Southlake, or, and there, there is a lot of 
good there's, properties um, south of even I-30, right? Right. And there's a world out there besides in the north. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, and they're all ha- newer houses. They basically look the same. You're right there next to your neighbor or your neighbor's right next to you. And if you're looking for something different, if you're looking for for a house that has some some space, and I'm talking about quarter acre, half an acre, or even an acre right behind yeah. our parish, right behind our parish, all those houses have one acres, yeah, or yeah. half an acre. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And that's only three hundred, three hundred and fifty thousand. Could you find a house like that somewhere else? Right, right, with an it's acre rare. of land. But at the same time, the the market up north is pretty hot, it's isn't hot. it? Yeah, it's very what's hot. what's the hot? I mean, if you I, it maybe if you had to say a couple of cities in all of North Texas, uh, what, what what's really hot right now? Where are people trying to buy? Well, the hottest spots, uh, as you've heard, is um, Frisco. Frisco, yeah, uh, Frisco, and. Uh, the one next to it, Allen, uh, McKinney, um, uh, um, the, the Colony, or uh, Frisco. Gosh, what is it? Uh, the, the, <laughs> it's uh, all that up there. That's you know where where the Cowboys built and all, yes, all that yes, kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It but is if pretty, you're looking you, for you a laid, yeah, yeah, something more laid back. Uh, hey, I went to uh, between. DeSoto and Glen Heights. Some yeah. of you may not know where that is, but you see people in horseback riding in oh, the really? afternoon. Yeah. It's very, it's country, but not that country. So, but everywhere, beautiful. I mean, I was out in Forney, uh, not too long ago in that area, you know, out to the, the east and Rockwall and, you know, Wiley and, uh, or, you know, just, it's, it's just like the whole Metroplex. Everybody yes. wants to move here. Yes. yes. And it's, uh, it's good. I mean, it's yes. good in radio because the, the, the listening audience continues to grow. All right. Uh, Esther Fernandez is a realtor. Her phone number 214-845-1753. 214-845-1753. And I want to echo what you said about Holy Spirit Parish. I don't have a lot of experience there. I've been there a number of times, but uh, that parish, and even with different pastors, has always been very good to us. They've always allowed us to come out. Like in January and February, we like to visit parishes and sell raffle tickets, and they have always been uh, very open open to it. You um, told me before we started recording that you're involved in a organization there called the Manto, the El Manto, or El, the Mantle. Is that right? Well, this uh, this apostolate, I I it's from the Spanish yeah. radio station. That's where I learned from. Uh, here, the group Martin and yeah. this group, it's uh, it's an apostolate for that started in uh, in Mexico, and so it's uh, right now it's all over the world. And uh, they give us, well, certain people, you have to apply and then be granted the mantle of the Virgin of Guadalupe. Okay. So our job is to go uh, and help people promote the rosary. Uh, and it's a beautiful, be- uh, beautiful ministry. And I just started last last month. And I did my first solo rosary. I went. I was invited to somebody's house, and the lady said ten people are going to be there. When I got there, there were thirty five. Oh, people. really? And you and you were leading the rosary. <laughs> yes. So that's what you do. You go to people's houses. I go to people's and, houses. Well, and- why? I'm I'm trying to think why. 
I guess I'm trying to think how I phrase this. Why, why you? Why don't they just pray it on their own? Or what, 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 well, purpose, what, bring, what do you add to it? We bring the manto. Okay. We bring the okay. mental. Yeah. And um, we drape it over people that want to say their petitions under the mantle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it a blessed mantle? Or yes, a, yes. Okay. This was a proof. Okay, so this lady in Mexico named Nati de Anda had these visions, and she went to the priest, and well, what does this mean? The priest said, well, ask the virgin what she, what she wants from you. So it was, uh, I want you to promote the mantle, the rosary, because yeah. uh, uh, it's needed in this world. So um, she, he had to get the approval from the bishop. The bishop went to got it approved from the Vatican, and um, and it started in 2013, mm-hmm. and it came over here to to United States, and we're trying to yeah. promote people <coughs> yeah. to to yeah. pray the rosary. Uh, my grand, I'm going back to my grandmother. My grandmother yeah. used to pray the rosary. Every single day, and we used to love going to visit her because she would have her altar at home and all these candles. She would turn the lights off, and all these candles were there, and yeah. it was a good memory. So uh, that's what she wants us to do, to continue praying at home. Yeah. So make it a daily thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, I learned early on is that if you have kids, especially young kids, start it early. Because it's kind of hard to start it like when they're high school age, you know, but if they're used to doing it their whole life, mm-hmm. then it's just, uh, you know, we, we, thanks be to God, have gotten into the habit of praying the evening rosary and the kids just know that's what we do. You know? yeah. And, uh, they, that is so neat. And I, I love that, this story about your grandma. I interviewed somebody the other day whose mother taught him the Our Father and the Hail Mary prayers. And he said he still remembers it so vividly. He remembers the room. He remembers exactly, you know, and, and it stuck with him. And it, so it's, it's a good, you know, lesson for all of us parents and grandparents out there. Um, we're just about out of time, but I do want to, um, have you give just an appeal to the people that are listening out there because we want them to call what 214-845-1753 and talk to Esther Fernandez. She's a realtor. She's a sponsor on this station. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you've hopefully heard her spots and, um, how, how, you know, I guess who, who is, who's the, 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 the perfect person to call you up if they're just like, I, I think I may want to buy. I don't know what level of, you know, commitment should they have and how ready should they be to, to buy or, you know, who should be calling you right now? Well, if you're thinking about, um, if you're thinking that about, uh, moving up, let's say you're, you're, uh, when you got the house, you, it was just you and your wife or as a couple and you had small children and now you need more room. Well, maybe it's time to sell that house and get you a bigger house. Or it could be the opposite. If your children are grown and now you need a smaller space, a smaller house, well, it's time to do a, get you a smaller house. Yeah. I find a lot of people that I talk to <clears throat> are, are wanting to move out of the city and move maybe to a place where there's some water or Duncanville. a lake. <laughs> yeah, out, out of the, the main city, out of Dallas or even out of Plano or, you know, Richardson. What about, um, 
you know, lakeside, you know, places where they can, you know, their backyard could, you know, go right into a lake and have a, do you, do you know places like that? Well, actually, funny you say that, um, right down Duncanville, yeah. uh, we have Joe Pool Lake. Yeah, yeah. And we also have Cedar Hill State Park. Yeah. Where you can go. I've camped there. Camp, yeah. Yes, yes. And we also have uh, two great universities. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.